1: For our own recovery, as well as our
0: clients, we tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q and a at the end. If you would like, you can join us in the future. We meet on Mondays at 1230 Pacific time on Instagram live.
1: And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD.
0: Quick reminder. This is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without
1: further ado, here is this week's episode.
0: Good afternoon, everybody. We're officially on board now. (laughs) So I think we are probably both still trying to recover from, uh, from the whole IOCDF conference in Denver, which was, Weekend before the last one that just passed, and which was wonderful, and actually kind of spurred us to uh, address this topic of community and OCD recovery.
1: For some reason, my internet's choppy, but I think it's okay. Am I
0: choppy? You don't seem you don't seem choppy. I don't know if I'm choppy. Am I okay. choppy? I, it could be my
1: internet, but. Anyways, yes, it was an amazing conference. It was very busy from start to finish. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't go to half as many talks as I would have liked to um, because we were in too many. It's choppy. Okay. Okay. Who's who's choppy,
0: guys? Who's choppy? Oh, dear. Yeah, I don't want to keep talking if we're if we're getting yeah. It's probably me because we... you don't seem choppy. It might
1: just be delayed a little bit. Kelly is oh okay. Kelly
0: okay. So should I exit? Oh, interesting. It's not choppy for somebody else.
1: Well, you know what? Let's just keep going. Let's just let's go
0: for it. Let's as long the as the audio is
1: okay, we're good.
0: Okay, Thanks guys. So what for... is this? Take, take three. <laughs> Bam. Um, okay. Yeah. So Bam.
1: how OCD connection and community can help support recovery is the topic yeah. of the day.
0: And here we um, are with, with a little a little community amongst us right here. Yeah, there's we, 34 as we of talk you. Talk about. Yeah. Look at that. Um, And I I think that that's important to note because obviously it can be kind of hard to, uh, one of the things we plan to talk about is is finding community and maybe resources in that realm. And it is hard to come across other people with OCD. It's not like people wear a badge. No. And I think
1: being there this last weekend is very special for so many reasons, but the main reason being that you're with, you know, a thousand plus people and you don't feel judged in the least bit. You feel like automatic baseline is like I'm safe and I get to talk about things that I've never talked to anyone about and they just get it. You don't have to say, well, let me tell you what OCD is, you know, before you start to get right. in there into the weeds Yep, is like, I, I yeah. don't know.
0: Yeah, we're we're already on the same page. Like, in point, it's the baseline, right? Like yeah. everyone's sort of. And what, one of the things that I think is really beautiful about that conference is that it is a mix of clinical people and people with lived experience, and then of course there are those like us who have both ends of the spectrum, and it's really cool because everybody is uh, uh, on that same baseline. Everyone has that same basic understanding of this is what it's like to live with this disorder.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I was just going to say Thursday night, we ran a uh, clinicians group Yep. for those clinicians who suffer with OCD as well. And we had a huge turnout. We had about like 28 people or something.
0: Something like that. And we yeah. only had
1: an hour and a half with them. But it was, you know, there's, there's a lot of really great clinicians out there who have OCD and they know what they're talking about. Um, I honestly don't even know where to start with this conversation, if I'm being honest. um.
0: Well, I guess uh, maybe from a personal perspective, as a starting point, both of us could talk about what community has meant to us in, in our journeys. I know we've sort of talked about that just in terms of even our, our friendship being um, a huge support, right? But I guess maybe in the, the broader context, like how has it, it played into your recovery? I'm happy to talk about that from my perspective as well
1: yeah I think finding Stuart Ralph's podcast mm-hmm. was a huge turning point for me both professionally and personally because he interviews so many different people in the community, both advocates, therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, and just you know regular folks and I don't know. I just felt like I've, I've even to this day I gained so much. Not even talking to any of these people, but just hearing their story has had a huge impact on me, and it's actually inspired me in a lot of ways to do what we're doing here. Yeah. And ironically, I was reflecting on this as you and I—we um, started this these lives back in 2020 in the pandemic and. I was having, you know, I have a child, a young child then, and not in school, is my point. And I had to reduce my caseload. I couldn't see Lauren as often. So we're like, hey, what's something we really enjoy doing that we can spend time together and have it be safe? And it was this. And now it's evolved into this amazing thing. And I get a lot of feedback in terms of Keeping myself right and checked in my anxiety is I have to show up and talk the talk and walk the walk, right? Like I have to do my exposures. I have to lean into anxiety because I tell everybody to do that all day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's, we were talking about that too at the conference. It's one of the benefits of of this being the career path that we've chosen, is that we're constantly revisiting these Mm -hmm. concepts. And, And it is inspiring too, whether the person that you're watching is somebody with OCD in your life, like a friend, like I, I, I'm often inspired by you and your courage, um, and others that I know who have OCD, but I also think that it's inspiring to see your clients, uh, sort of face these things that are so scary and so painful. So Yeah. There's like, it's kind of an overlap just because obviously we are saturated and, you know, we're surrounded by people with OCD, which is, yeah, which is really cool in in some respects. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that you bring up the OCD stories, especially because it's such a great resource too. It is. Um, And talk about a sense of community coming from that. Hmm. I think, hmm, in terms of how community has shaped My recovery, I, I think generally, like there's nothing specific. Like there's no one specific thing that I can think of that's like, oh, this is this is a a huge turning point for me. Like understanding um, other people through OCD stories or on this platform. But one of the things that comes to mind is that principle of of common humanity and self compassion. And it's something that my own therapist had had shared with me at one point is that, you know, here's this. So for those of you who are not familiar with Kristen Neff and Christopher Grimmer's work, uh, they are uh, both psychologists and they both are in the realm of of self-compassion. They do a lot of work um, around that. And there are three components, mindfulness, common humanity, and self-kindness. And that common humanity piece really touched me. I remember the first time that i was I was told it is you know my therapist was sort of walking me through the different steps and he said, "Yeah, you know, um this element of common humanity is really important to see that we're not alone in our experience yeah. and yeah, I just remember thinking and it doesn't just have to do with o c d but particularly with o c d like yeah." Wow, it, it's I'm feeling anxious right now, and I bet a lot of people would feel anxious in my circumstance, having OCD and and facing down their fears, right? Like all it, there's something very empowering, strengthening, bolstering, I guess, about recognizing that there are other people on this journey, and whether or not you can see them, whether or not they're in their your like immediate vicinity, that we're all sort of. Uh, in this together separately, you know? Yeah.
1: And it kind of helps support this because it's such a lonely experience to have OCD. And oftentimes it's off the table to talk about content with people um, because yeah. it can become reassurance seeking. It depends on each case, obviously, but yeah. It is a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings that we have to carry. And half the time, if not all the time, nobody has any idea. Like you're just walking around and you're like, if you had any idea what I am dealing with right now, and you right. are asking me to do this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you <laughs> wouldn't ask me. God, man. <laughs> you <laughs> no. wouldn't ask me to do this if you knew, uh, but yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't
1: mean to be so dramatic, but that's just how I am. I'm dramatic.
0: Um, No, but it's
1: true. Yeah. And so when you have this, it's so easy to go into the depression or the, you know, the low, it's like, I'm alone and nobody else feels like I feel, but to have perspective and say, you know what? No, this isn't true. Other people experience this. It's very hard still. Yes. And how can I use these other folks as a, almost an inspiration and a guide of, this is how I need to live my life because this is
0: where I want to be. Yeah. Beautifully said, I think. Um And accountability too. Accountability. Right? That's something that is really nice because people who are m- like misinformed or, or ill-informed about how this disorder works will often unwittingly give reassurance or engage or like won't see it when it's happening. Right. right? Versus... I think those of us with OCD are, and especially when we start to understand ourselves better that we start to key into how other people with this disorder might get sneaky with compulsions and stuff like that. Right. Right.
1: And I know in our friendship, especially early on and navigating, I mean, cause I personally was going through a pretty big spike but there would be a lot of this conversation of like, well, do, can I offer you a reframe or do you want an exposure? <laughs> but oh, that's so true. It's like we haven't done that in a while. And maybe that's great. That's good news that everyone's in a better place. But yes. that's the appropriate thing is like, how do we want to approach this? Do we want to do a rational approach or do we want to do an exposure versus everything's going to be okay? Everything's yeah. right. It's like, well...
0: Let's like what. What do you need? What, how can I support How can I support? You? You? Yep, absolutely. Right. No, that's so true. I kind of for and I didn't forget, but I hadn't thought about know, in a while huh? this idea of like, well, are you? Should I? <sighs> can can I give you some rational input here, or is that? Are we? Have we already passed that point? Right. Um, and having that sort of insight, understanding that comes from going on your own journey, but also from seeing that other people are walking the same path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very cool to see. And I think also really helpful to see all of the different subtypes and understanding that through line, which the more people with OCD that you get to know, the more you realize that it's, it's all the same. It is. You start to find that common ground with everyone. You're like, oh, we're not so different. You're just worried about that uncertainty and I'm worried about this uncertainty. That's it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Not to say that certain subtypes don't have different hurdles, right? Like there's different hurdles for each one, totally. right? Like some are, there's a lot of shame involved and some there's a lot of, um, I don't know, uh, loneliness and and some of them more than others because they can't talk to their partner if they have relationship OCD. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. Or even like uh, the other more taboo, which we talked about taboo Mm -hmm. themes at the conference. Like there are things, um, like harm OCD thoughts that people are terrified to share with people because what if they think that I actually do want those things and what if they misunderstand me? Um, it's interesting, even with my own obsessions around relapse, and this is, it's different because it wasn't, like, it's not taboo per se, but I was in a culture at the time, like I was, I was in 12-step meetings and stuff, that it was, like, bringing it up led to a lot of misunderstanding. I could see that. And there were... Yeah. They're like, oh, well, maybe you do need to reset. Like it became, they just totally engaged with me or like, no, you really don't need it. Like they were reassuring and, um, very, very well-intentioned, kind people, but just didn't, didn't know any better. So yeah. But, yeah. And anyone who was outside of the OC or the 12 step community didn't really understand either. So it was sort of like, that That sense of isolation was really pronounced, so, which is why it's really beautiful these days that I found a number of people who also are in recovery on on that side of things um It only took me like fifteen years oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah i don't I don't know about you, but and I'm just you don't need to share, but after that conference, I definitely felt my anxiety was bubbling a little like. My OCD was like, oh, I have so much to think about. And I had to be extra (laughs) uh, aggressive with being present and grounding myself. I think because you go down – at least for me, I think what's happening is I go, oh, my gosh, I remember when I had thoughts like this. Oh, it's like you go down these conversations with people and then I'm like, whoa, I better come back. Come back. (laughs) Reign it in, (laughs) (laughs) reeling it in.
0: Yeah, you know i I think i I didn't experience too much on that front, though. I can totally see where it would happen, right? Especially because they're we're all talking about different thoughts, and it's part of the the drill. Um, I think what I experienced was just there were so many people, and in light of of COVID and not having been in a setting where there were, I don't know that I've ever been in a setting where there are that many people that I know somehow or other, um, that I was very aware of my anxiety related to just being around other people Mm -hmm. and about how I was coming across and what I, do you know what I mean? Like that Mm -hmm. was very, it became clear to me as time was going on. and, And we actually had a conversation about it and it was, a nice moment because I realized, well, wait a second, values, right? Mm. (laughs) Hold up. Like we got to rein it back in because yeah, it's, it's hard. I think a lot of people can probably recognize wanting to be liked. And at the same token, that's ancillary to me, ultimately, like it's, it's a nice bonus and cherry on top when I find connection, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. Lost my train of thought. No, that's
1: okay. I think you're right on mm-hmm. the money. Yeah, but I think ultimately that's uncertainty too.
0: Right, exactly. Right, whether or not like how you're being perceived. That was what I was talking about. Yeah, see, that's right. Dude. And now yeah, it's back. True. It came back, so that's good. Um. No, and I think coming back to who do I want to be? How how do I want to show up? And if I make those connections then like in terms of like if I if I like somebody and somebody else enjoys my company and we get to foster this sense of connection, that's great. But if that's not there too, that's okay. Yeah. Right? It's that's not actually important. That's not actually why I'm I'm there. Right, you know? Right. Anyway, Just in terms of if we're looking at, I think it's probably important to talk about this in the context of OCD and community, because I I can imagine that a lot of people would feel, there we go with the common humanity, a lot of people would feel nervous, you know, about whether or not people liked them and whether or not they, you know, they were acting in an appropriate way, even if they don't have social anxiety per se. Right. And so if that prevents you from getting support from other people, that's a problem.
1: Yeah. It is a problem. So you got to also with the shame piece is exposing yourself and being vulnerable to a community that's safe and doing that in a very, um, you know, strategic manner. Let's say you don't want to be like, oh, hello, my name's Kelly and I think about you know, drowning and stabbing my child five times at night. Um, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. It's like you, <laughs> we want to build trust a little bit. And we want to know who these people are. and like. But if you have a general understanding of like, okay, this person gets it, they have OCD, there's nothing wrong with reaching out and being like, hey, I know what that's about, you know, and I, I feel less alone because you exist is a wonderful yeah. thing to help build Um, vulnerability in a safe way.
0: That's such an important point that, and we, I think we talked about it in one of the talks around, around shame and the taboo stuff is that vulnerability is important, but vulnerability and trust are earned. And we don't just walk up, like you said, to anyone and spill our deepest darkest because we don't, not because they can't be trusted, but because we don't know whether or not that's safe in that person's hands. Right. So, it's gradual, right? Like it's it's uh I think they talk about it in DBT as like mutual d- disclosure, right? Like Something you're sort like of that. matching mm-hmm. you know what what the people around you are offering. Right. In terms of vulnerability. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess I'm, I'm curious if we have any questions um related to community. Um, I don't know that there are any specific, though, if anyone who's watching has some questions related to OCD recovery and how community can support that, um, you can feel free to, to throw it in, in the question mark button area. Um, in the meantime, what other resources can we point people toward? Um, there's the International OCD Foundation, which is what the conference in Denver was, it was put on by iocdf yep and
1: then um and then in november we're doing doing the virtual conference as well through iocdf Yep. if you're in california um uh there's iocd OCD socal OCD, thank you ocd socal yeah, yeah. um and
0: yeah and all across the the states anyway there are um, different local affiliates of IOCDF. Mm-hmm. So you can check out local affiliates, I believe, on their website. I'm not positive on that, but Google too is great. Um, there's OCD Action in the UK. There is. Um, there's lots of podcasts out there. Um,
1: yep. I'm trying to, my intention this last weekend was to find some more peer support groups because those are typically a lower fee. And I didn't mm-hmm. I did fail that mission. So
0: perhaps okay. I put yeah. that in stories and say, hello. There are so many missions. You too know many, what I'm saying? Too many. So many missions. Too many missions. Yeah. Um I do think that the N O C D app has some, oh, right. some peer support related stuff. Um there is OCD Peers, um, which yep, that's that's a an organization. There are. Yeah. But I don't know too many others. And let's just side note
1: disclaimer is that side
0: note disclaimer is is that
1: sometimes these online groups, they can offer a lot of reassurance and we don't want that (laughs) because I did have a few conversations this last weekend where people were like, Oh my gosh, I am in this, I'm in this OCD support group that's online or on a Facebook or something. And they're just giving oodles and oodles of reassurance. And I'm like,
0: eee. so <laughs> that might, might not be super helpful. No, it's so true. <laughs> Going in um, well-informed is so important. Yeah. To those forums. And there's also like, I, cause I think there used to be message boards and stuff, right. That kind of served the same purpose. I don't know. I know Facebook has some groups. I'm sure there's
1: so many groups that we are unaware of, dude. So totally.
0: I know. I know. But (laughs) that, that, that possibility for reassurance seeping in is always kind of ripe in that realm for sure.
1: Yeah. Because there's, it's hard to moderate a situation like that.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, if any of you all have resources,
0: oh my gosh, Michael,
1: so good to be with you. Oh, Michael
0: Schramm. He's the best. He is the best. Thank you for being here with us.
1: But if any of you have um, resources that you have found helpful, please put it in our comment section once we post this today, because
0: I think it would be super helpful for other people watching it
1: and that it's tagged in
0: there. Yeah. And so, by the way, we did get a comment from our buddy Drew Lincelotta. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Who happens to also be amazing.
0: I, it's really funny. Cause I had the same, I had a similar thought I'll share with you because like, can I offer you a reframe as the o- OCD community alternative to, can I get you something? To eat? It is.
1: That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Can I offer it's, a reframe?
0: Can I, I was actually thinking of, uh, who wants to be a millionaire <sighs> and like, like, can I get a, what was the the call that you yeah, got? Yeah. It's, like,
1: um, phone a friend.
0: Can I, can I phone a friend? Yep. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Like, can I offer a reframe? Like, yeah. Can I, can I offer like, you that? <laughs> Preferably
1: Coffee, an adult tea,
0: one. Reframe something. I don't know. Punched That's in the face. Great, I punch it right in the face. Thank you for that beautiful addition, Drew. You're always uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, next time you're talking to one of your OCD buddies. Off, maybe offer them a reframe instead of reassurance <laughs> or don't because the reframe could become reassurance Yep, whatever
1: so on that lovely note
0: we out would we wrap I think so thank okay. you all for joining us as usual uh, we will look forward to seeing you again soon yes adios adios
1: Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in
0: OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you. So please let us know what you would like to hear We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD.